Father, we thank you for this evening. You've gathered us again. Lord, this beginning period of the second half of the year, Lord, many things are already going on around us, in us, and in the world itself. Father, our lives, we are submitting to you again. We are asking that this evening you strengthen every week, every area of weakness. Father, physically, spiritually, in every respect, in the name of Jesus Christ. May your word, O oh God, even as we share, as we discuss together this evening, Father, may it bring life, may it bring a quickening, may it bring encouragement. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Can you tell the person beside you to cheer up? Cheer up. Cheer up. You know, sometimes when you look at some people's faces, it looks like the whole world is on their shoulders. Or there's nothing to stir them up. But we're in the house of God. And if in his presence we're not stirred up, it will be unfortunate if it's outside that we get stirred up in the midst of other things. Tell the person to cheer up again. That thing is not the end of the world. Amen. Amen. You know, there are, oh, oh, you know, there are lots of things that you see at different times. I know there are things that we've been discussing, our chaplain started discussing last week. And um, it was interesting to note over the weekend to see a message about one woman who has been a county marriage registrar, I hope I'm right, Um, for, I think it's for like nearly 30 years. And um, she put in her resignation letter and said that for all she has done all her life, that at this stage of her life, when she is also, you know, all the things that are going on, that she can't imagine, she can't see herself signing for one man and his fellow man, signing a marriage certificate. So she has resigned already. And there are so many of such things that are going on around the world. I've seen people that are seriously victimized for sharing their opinion because the company is favorable towards such persuasions. If you work for a company that, like the company that produces iPhone, Mac, Apple laptops, you obviously can't say anything about it because you'll be sacked. Because the chief executive officer of that company is, um, is gay. So, and he doesn't, it's not a hidden thing. He declared it after he took over from the last person. Um, So, all of those things are happening. And for us, we are 
at a point where it still looks like we have a, a cohort of people who say, well, this is not the way to go. But God doesn't work with the constitution of men. He works with the scriptures. Our accountability will be based on the scriptures. No matter what any man says. So, let Caesar be doing what Caesar, what Caesar wants to do. It doesn't change what God wants to do. Amen. But you see, things like that should not make us to develop bitterness towards certain people. It should make us to pray for certain people. It should also make us... I remember the first time the Lord led somebody who, had, who was going through such things, who had such persuasions my way, and who was actually deeply involved in that, a young man. And um, it was quite, I think it took like two years of working with him, of teaching him, of sharing with him about recognizing who he is and who God made him to be, without talking about those aspects. And one day the whole thing flew out of his head. He was already a leader in a Christian group. The second person that I went through all that things with as well was also a serious leader in a group. Thankfully too, I saw him earlier this year. We talked and he is, you know, really vibrating at the things that God has changed in his life. Amen. So, all that is going to happen. Let's remember that we have a responsibility towards such people and while we while we are very convinced in our hearts that that is not the right way because it's not Yahweh. Amen. Amen. Then we have a responsibility to help those who find themselves captive to such persuasions. Interestingly, I think it was in the radio that Mugabe told the president of the U.S., part of the comments he made, he said that even the devil had sense that when he went to the Garden of Eden, he waited, he didn't go for Adam, he waited till Eve was created, and it was Eve that he started trying to befriend. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Hallelujah. So let's, you know, Make choices about God's own philosophy and his way. And let's decide in our hearts that that is the way. And let's do everything to support those who have a different persuasion in love. Amen. Amen. And this evening is still related to all those things that we're discussing. Um, With titled this evening's discussion, Reflections, and the focus really, the idea is for us to, because we have another program for the second half of the year, but it's always fine to reflect on what we've discussed before, to know how much progress we've made. Is there anything, even if it's one thing, that we've changed in what we do. Um, I 
I don't know, for some reason, the way it has been in recent times, especially, will I say the last one year, I've increasingly grown really reluctant to preach. And even when I do, I found God often keeping me on one scripture, just a verse or two or three, and just staying there to understand very well what he's saying. Maybe perhaps some of the things that initially looked like that were, you know, leading to that reluctance. I, I think I've refused to accept lots, quite a number of invitations to share in recent times. And I mean, not that I can't, but I, I get some restraint, really. And, you know, part of those restraints have to do with... God asking me really that to pay some extra attention to the things that help people to go deeper in their knowledge. And even if in a year I pick one or two people and focus on them, that I might actually be achieving quite a lot. I might, just like every one of us, we are called up for such things. Um, we might mobilize as we preach each day. But that's mobilization only. The real work happens after that time. Hallelujah. We might also have realized that in our attempts to preach to others, there have been, frankly, I've seen some wonderful people amongst us who have made up their minds about certain things coming here at unusual times, stepping into the hostels on their own, doing one thing or the other, trying out what they are hearing, and seeing God act. And some of the things that you, they would have also realized, or we would have all realized, is that the real job seems to start beyond that time of creating space, space for discussions, space for interactions, space for those people to look at our lives and know whether our lives are a picture for them to be, you know, a picture that helps them to grow. Something that they're encouraged about. Um, it's easy to preach. Probably with the teens' church work that we've been doing, I've also realized that it's more difficult to handle those ones. Because I can be called out here and I just say what I want to say. <laughs> but when we get in there, in fact, every Sunday has just been like crafting some, you know, looking at all aspects to create something out of the midst of what goes on in their lives and in their heads and in the society. So it's, it's, it's been taking more energy than I even imagined to craft one thing, come to talk of crafting what goes on within a month. Because our first two months, we focused on one, one issue, identity, and we couldn't leave it till for two, two months, we were on the issue of identity. But I think it's, it, it, it made quite some impact in their lives. But those kinds of things are 
the demands that God places in our lives in times like this. That if I say Jesus is Lord, that I have weighed the the J, the E, the S, the U, the S, the L, the O, the R, the D. And I can say, yes, that Jesus is Lord. I know it myself. If I say it is well, <laughs> I'm not just rehearsing something. I'm not just saying a popular thing. I'm really saying that that it is well. There might be situations I'm finding myself in today. They may not look like it is well. But I have seen far beyond those situations. And I know that it is well. Hallelujah. That was the spirit behind, you know, when people were raising it. It is well is a popular song, slang now. Brohana, it is well. Hallelujah. It is well now. It is well. But if you go back a bit to the things that preceded that part, he said, Whatever my Lord thou hast promised to say, it is well, it is well with they were dealing with something. It wasn't just a passing statement. Hallelujah. If I say, I love the Lord, <laughs> ah, I would have recognized that, look, there are times that it may look like, it doesn't look like that. There are times it may look like, am I, you know, as if I'm querying that God, do you really love me? God, do you really answer prayers? Lord, I've been going through this situation. I've been praying for two months, three months, one month, one year, one, two years. And I can still say, Lord, I know that you shall stand upon the earth. Even if my flesh, skin worms destroy, I know, Lord, that my Redeemer lives. He's alive. Amen. I know he is alive. I know it. If I face things that look like failures today, temporary, <laughs> you know, what I've always seen, my understanding of the scripture is that you don't know who really will do well in the short term. Amen. It's in the long term. There are things that could be happening around people's lives and it may look like they have in their words, made it in life or are succeeding. It's always important to calm down and remember that the scripture said concerning the faithful, he says concerning the faithful that he shall be fruitful when 
when in the end amen the faithful shall be fruitful in the end so for some it may happen immediately and grow over time for some it may be flat <laughs> like abraham and when the man turned 100 years he just picked and today we call him the father of all nations amen mark the faithful he shall be fruitful in the end so let's stay till the end amen We've been going through looking at things about discipleship. (laughs) And it's been a journey. I don't know for you how much of a journey it has been. I hope it has not been the journey of coming for Wednesday and Sunday and looking at ourselves in the mirror and going home and forgetting what manner of persons we are. I hope he has been a journey that is like what happened to Matthew. I like the story of Matthew. And if we really see like what we'll find in Matthew chapter 9 where he tried to record that. Jesus called him and said, Matthew, come, follow me. The Bible says that he left his table and followed the Lord. Amen. Matthew chapter 9. Let's turn to that place. Matthew 9 verse 9. Matthew 9 9. It says, As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Matthew got up and followed him. Verse 10. The very next verse about Matthew's life. Later, Matthew invited Jesus and his disciples to his, to his where? Home. As dinner guests. Along with who? Many tax collectors and other reputable sinners. I said, what? Matthew's response as he made the choice to follow Jesus was that Jesus will be invited into where? His home. That was the first thing. This was a man that everybody, those people considered as sinners. And he agreed to follow when Jesus called him. You remember that it's about being called. You know that there was one man in Matthew 8 that came to Jesus, one of the teachers of religious laws, and says, Teacher, 8 verse 19, Matthew 8, 19. Teacher, I'll follow you wherever you go. <laughs> this one was not called. Hallelujah. All of us here have been called. We've drawn near and we accepted him in one way or the other. This man, Lord, I will follow you everywhere you go. You still have people like that in the midst of brethren. 
it's in the mouth. Lord, I'll follow you on Wednesday. I'll follow you on Sunday. I'll follow you wherever you go. And Jesus told him, he said, you see, foxes have dens to live in and birds have nests. But the Son of Man has no place even to lay his head. Hallelujah. I hope we don't think that Jesus was just talking about a roof over his head. After all, we knew when there were many places that were open to him. From his own mother's house. Amen. There were friends. Lazarus. There were friends everywhere. The Son of Man had nowhere to lay his head. You see, we had a religious teacher who wanted to play, who was ready to follow, who wanted to play what many people play as well. They are following. They made the choice. They said, we want to, I want to follow. <laughs> I like one. I'm here church. I'm here born again now. And some people will advise their children. When you enter the university, look for a fellowship to join. That will protect you. So when they enter the university, they look for knifers. Hallelujah. And that shields them, especially females that are beautiful. Sisters, praise the Lord. Please just stay there before the court people will see you. And many people do that. So, Master, I will follow you everywhere you go because I can't court and these bad boys are And I lose my child. But Jesus was raising something. You see, it's possible that you are following me. But. I really don't yet have a resting place in your heart. You can't really follow me. You deny me along the line. As far as where I should rest my head is concerned, there's no space in your heart yet. Foxes have their own holes. But I don't have that yet. You can't really follow me. In fact, we can follow at a distance. And that's how many of them did. There were other religious leaders like Nicodemus. And he was really serious about his own. He didn't start shouting, Lord, I want to follow you. But he now went by night and said, Nabek, tell me about this. Too, the, the kind of things you've been talking about are not ordinary. And we saw Nicodemus later raising issues about Christ. When they said, let's just carry him and kill. He said, does our law permit anybody to, you know, judge somebody when we haven't heard him? Hallelujah. That man was changing. And we saw it up till the end. So now, Matthew did something. He went back. And invited Jesus to his home. You see, everything that we discuss is something that should lead us first. Not to scatter the words that we hear, but to first imbibe. Inviting him into their home. Now, 
through that part of the year, the first half of the year, we looked at things about foundations for discipleship. Issues around exposing the old man. We talked about the, we tried to unpack the old man. Dr. Brown was there to lead us through that. And we looked at the new man. We talked about things around, you know, being released unto God. And then we considered issues around the cross and the disciple. And the blood and the provisions of the blood. And the victories that we can experience in the place of discipleship. We looked at different dimensions of growing as a disciple. Whether it's first of all as a right kind of vessel. I'm sure you remember we dwelt on issues that we can, I can summarize really by saying that look, <laughs> you have, you know, we're just a vessel that if you remember a bottle of water, that what is inside it is what is more important. We can shout that we are like a bottle, a beautiful bottle of Coke. The day the thing that is inside is brought out, eh? that bottle is something else. We can preserve it when there's Coke inside, Abby. We put it in the fridge. If somebody wants to break it, we say, no, what are you doing? The day that thing goes, <laughs> even some people will use it to urinate. Some people, cockroach will live inside. Some people will pour kerosene inside. True or false? Which is what we really become when we lose the content. The Holy Ghost himself, for any reason. When we grieve him and he steps out, when we do, or he's not even there, what we really, even though we are <laughs> a cook, in fact, we move, we change definition from being a bottle of coke to what? A coke bottle. <laughs> you know, a coke bottle, it doesn't really matter whether there's something inside or not. It's a coke bottle. We shift our title changes. There's still, in, those, in that phrase, there's still coke in it. There's still bottle in it. But it's different. Hallelujah. It's so possible that the things that look like the right things still define us. But the arrangement, like those words, may have changed. And that change has a meaning. Praise the Lord. So if somebody looks at us, he will see speaking in tongues. He will see going to church. He will see this one. But they've been changed. So they don't mean what they should have meant. And those things happen very easily and carelessly. About being a witness, and we explore that very much. About being servants who are in service. And I think we closed that part in June by talking about opportunities in our home, opportunities in the church, and opportunities in the society. I want us to use just five minutes to do an exercise, and we'll come back. 
praise the Lord, and we'll close. One small exercise, please. This last part I mentioned especially because it's also linked with what, Moses, with, with what Matthew did. The first people he looked for were those in his home. Amen. Sometimes what happens to me is that when, I, when I'm asked to speak anything somewhere, I make sure that when I come, whatever is still boiling in my heart, I just look for the, best, the first opportunity to download it to those in my house. And that's what it should be. Anything that we learn. And then, the next set of people that he invited also as guests were his fellow tax collectors. Were his fellow businessmen, his colleagues in the office, the people that are closest to him, the people that he meets every day, his friends, his classmates, his colleagues. He invited them. You see, and it didn't matter to Jesus what those Pharisees were saying. As far as he was concerned, they were the people outside. Amen. And outside are who? Dogs. As far as Matthew had invited those people, he had created space for them to experience what Matthew had experienced. Praise the Lord. And he invited them. And they said, you, look at this. He said, he had invited them along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. And then they started asking him, the Pharisees, why does your teacher eat with such scum? <laughs> and if you go down to verse 13, the last bit of it, the second part of that verse 13, it says, for I have come to call not those who think they are righteous. I like that. I came to call not the people that think they are righteous. Since every day, or rather, again and again, I go back to ask myself, and I ask the Lord to help me, Lord, am I in a position or situation that in any way I'm amongst this kind of people that I'm doing things, yes, but that my own can be classified as somebody that thinks that he is righteous. I say, Lord, if there's any bit of it anytime in me, just let me know. And I'll get rid of that. I will stay away from it. Amen. I came for those, not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. Those who know they need help. Not those who think they've known many things. And so it gives them one more shoulder up. May God forbid that that will be our portion. Amen. Because there's something they know. I want you to spend two minutes with somebody, one of the people beside you. And just share amongst yourselves. Just one person. Pick one person. So two people. I would have asked that we look for somebody we are comfortable with, but because of time, we won't. In terms of 
opportunities in our home, as we discussed, opportunities in the church, or issues in the society, can you discuss with that person one change you have made, or one new thing that has happened in that area? A different way of doing things that you have started doing. It's an assignment. I'm out here today, so I want to give it to everybody. Some people don't understand. Matthew, one new thing that he did after he heard Jesus was to organize crusade inside his house. I know one brother that woke up one day and told me that, you see, that the kind of things he's hearing, that this is the last time he's having an occasion and there's beer in that occasion. And I went there and he did what he said he had made up his mind to do. Praise the Lord. So, discuss with the person beside you. Something. Could be in the office, around classmates. Practicals. Now. (laughs) Maybe you're not comfortable with the person near you. Find another person. But practical session. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want us to hold our hands with that person that we discussed with and we're going to pray. Can we just ask the Lord that in our lives, Using that person as a point of contact in our lives, in these times when the demand is for those that know their God and they shall do exploits, that will have the capacity to do exploits. Can we ask the Lord that in this person's life, Lord, that you sit so much in his or her heart, that that person will consistently move according to God's word. The things that he has shared will be the least of such exploits that we'll be hearing. That the hand of the Lord will be mighty. Mighty upon him or her. That God's grace will be abundant beyond measure. Can we begin to pray if you're not praying with that person already? That God's grace will be mighty. That God will have a hand even in the place where his heart or her heart can be turned. And that as we go through this journey that he's taking us, that we'll end together in his bosom. That will end together. Our stories will not be one of regret. It will be one of shining brighter and brighter unto the perfect day.
In Jesus' name we have prayed. And dear Father, we appreciate you. Lord, you're taking us both through tutorials and practicals. For that was what you did while you were here on earth. And Lord, we ask that you help us. There are many things that come our way each day. But Father, we ask that we grow in the knowledge of you. As we get into the things that we have this half of the year, Father, may we go into real practical issues in the name of Jesus Christ. And may our lives count as you take us through that. Blessed be your name, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord.